Welcome to C3 Church, Queens Beach. We believe Jesus Christ gives life to the full and we are called to live it and share it. We pray you enjoyed this message today. So John Nicole, um, campus pastor here with Steve. Those of you who've been on um, holidays, great to see you all back again. Fantastic. And as Steve said, Yanni's already um, preached a little bit of what I'm going to speak about today. Sean did my verse at prayer meeting. Eden's preaching Jesus in kids' church. The Holy Spirit is moving. We haven't coordinated it, but it's a good thing. But hey, isn't it always good to be preaching about Jesus anyway, right? (laughs) So our mission statement here for those of you who've been coming along for a little while or a long while, you know, is John 10.10. And if we have a look at that scripture... The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they have made life and have it to the full. Here we see mission, two mission statements here. We have an enemy, Satan, and his whole purpose on this earth is to steal, kill and destroy. And don't we know it? We look around this world. But then we have Jesus. And he says, I came to give you life. Not just life, mediocre, but life to the full. Every aspect of life. And we get to live that, then we get to share it. It's a statement that Jesus has given us. We're going to expand on how that looks on our vision day on the 17th. But because their missions are polar opposites, we see on one side, Satan's wanting to bring death and destruction and sickness and disease. And on the other side, we have this life to its fullness. Yeah. Satan is terrified of Jesus. We see all through the scriptures he tried to destroy him. From when he was uh, a baby, he he inspired Herod the Great to try and kill all the babies so he could knock Jesus off. And also, um, when that failed, he tried to seduce him with Jesus with temptation in the wilderness, of course, unsuccessfully. And then we see many attempts through Jesus' ministry where angry religious people tried to push Jesus off a cliff or take his life. They were very threatened and intimidated by him. And we see that he inspired Judas to lead a massive group of soldiers between, say, three and 600, they think, to come and arrest Jesus when he was having his time in Gethsemane. And they were carrying weapons. Jesus wasn't hiding. He wasn't packing meat. But there was such a large number of them, they must have been really worried that he was going to escape. And, you know, there certainly was a cause for that because Jesus was known for having incredible power. We see John 13, 3. Jesus knew that the Father had put all things under his power and that he had come from God and was returning to God. Jesus has the greatest power in the universe. And when he walked on the earth, he knew that he had this power from on high. He knew what his purpose was. And he fulfilled his purpose. When he first got up to minister, he spoke from the scriptures of Luke 4 to 18. And he declared that this was his purpose. And we see that he achieved this on earth. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind and set the oppressed free. We saw him turn water into wine. We saw him multiply loaves and fishes and feed thousands of people. He performed so many miracles. And some of my favourite scriptures in John 1.25, it says, There are also so many other things Jesus did, which if they should be written every one, I suppose that the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Wow. 
That's amazing. We just have a little snippet in the Gospels of what Jesus did. But it was all written down. There wouldn't be enough books to contain it. I love that. With all his strength and might, Jesus could have slipped away from the soldiers and disappeared as he had many times before. So why did he stay, knowing what was ahead of him? He was under no illusions. He did know what was going to happen and what the cross entailed. Just before they arrested him, he was praying so fervently, asking God, if it's possible, could you take this cup away from me? I really, really appreciate that. But he didn't. He actually was so intensely affected by this, he was sweating drops of blood. But he couldn't and he wouldn't walk away because he knew his purpose of coming to earth. John the Baptist knew that. We again heard this scripture today. John 1.29, when he saw Jesus, John Baptist says, was ultimately to be the sacrificial lamb that takes away the sin of the world. That was his purpose here. And this was a plan all along. There was no plan B. This wasn't plan B. And Jesus had clearly explained this to his disciples so many times. He would just say it outright. He would say, Matthew 26, 2, The Son of Man will be um, handed over to be crucified. But they just didn't hear it. They didn't understand. I always think when he said things like that, they were like, blah, 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 blah. I don't want to hear that. No, no, no. I'm not going to hear such rubbish talk. They didn't understand what Jesus was saying. They did in hindsight. We see when the angels are at the tomb and they say to him, Luke 24, they're to the um, disciples, in their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. I love this bit. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee, the (laughs) Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of the sinners, be crucified and the third day raised again? Then they remembered his words. <laughs> I uh, do remember a few times him mentioning something like that. Didn't know he was literal. <laughs> and last week we had Pastor Karen here and she shared this verse about Jesus' arrest in John 18.3. Now Judas, who betrayed him, knew the place because Jesus had often met there with his disciples. So Judas came to the garden guiding a detachment of soldiers and some officials from the church, chief priests and the Pharisees. They were carrying torches, lanterns and weapons. Jesus, knowing all that was going to happen to him, went out and asked them, Who is it you want? Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. I am he, Jesus said. And Judas the traitor was standing there with them. When Jesus said, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. Talking like three, maybe 600 people. Incredible, I am he. As soon as he said those words, I am, they would have have recognised these as the words God used to identify himself when he spoke to Moses at Mount Horeb in Exodus. And Jesus used these words about himself many times. In John 8, 58, said, Before Abraham was born... I am. In John 13, 9, I am who I am. He used those words to describe himself. So he didn't answer, I am Jesus of Lazarus. He said, I am. And immediately when he said this, they went back backwards and fell to the ground hard. What a shock. <laughs> yeah. The mere word 
unleashed power. The tales of Jesus' power were correct. He was able to overcome an army. Yeah. After all, he is the great I am. Yeah. The Jesus we serve is powerful. Yeah. He is power-packed. Yeah. There is no force strong enough to resist his power. No sickness, no financial turmoil, no relational problems, political force, absolutely nothing. Yeah. So with all this power... Why did he stay knowing what was ahead of him? Because he says in Hebrews 12, 2, For the joy set before him he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of God. Jesus wasn't taken by force by the soldiers. He willingly surrendered to them, knowing that it was all part of God's plan for redemption of mankind. Voluntarily chose to go with the troops once they picked themselves up and dust themselves off and then there was a little matter of one of their ears was lying on the ground because Peter had cut off the sword and Jesus miraculously healed that and then they went on their way. Yes, <laughs> you do. His love for you and me kept him on the cross too when he could have called down angels and they would have taken him from there and freed him. Jesus knew who he was he knew whose he was, where he came from, and where he was going. And if we want to live life to the full as he purposes for us, we need to know that too. Yeah. Yeah. John 13, 3, he knew who he was, what his purpose was. And we accept Jesus. We're given both identity and purpose. Yeah. 2 Timothy 1, 9, we're both saved and called according to his purpose and mission got that full scripture. He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. His grace was given us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Saved is our identity. Called is our purpose. And knowing our identity means that we know who we are and whose we are. So to be saved means to be saved from eternal separation from God, a life focused on self, and saved into eternal relationship with God, a life focused on God. We are children of God, whom are loved, delighted in, forgiven, yep. set apart, righteous, and co-heirs with Christ. Yeah. Our purpose as co-heirs with Christ is to join with him as co-laborers in the Great Commission to tell and show people the good news of God's redemption story through Jesus and how it applies to them today. What an honour. Knowing our identity is key to sharing our faith because our, identifies, our identity allows us to truly outwork our purpose. It's hard to help others understand what they are in Christ when we don't know ourselves. So who are you? Jesus said, I am. What is your I am? So we ask Jesus into our life. We are born again. We become a new creature in Christ. The old has gone and all things are new. We become his children. John 1, 20, 1, sorry, John 1, 12. All who received him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Ephesians 1, 5 says we are adopted. Being a child of God comes with an airship, 
not the jet plane. Imagine if we all had to <laughs> turn up in the church car park every week, as in heir and inheritance. So we are co-heirs with Christ. What is his is ours. I imagine it's like marriage. We say, Steve says, um, I say, Steve, what is yours is mine, and what is mine is mine. No, <laughs> but just like our children receive an inheritance from us, we receive ours from our Heavenly Father. What does that look like? Well, it says in 1 Peter 1, 4 that we have an inheritance that is kept in heaven for us. And I imagine it's like when you've got little kids, when our boys are little, it's like, when I grow up, I want to be like Daddy. And I feel like that's for, for us. As we're growing, we want to be more like Daddy God, more like Him, and have those characteristics. We see in Ephesians 1, 8, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people. Is there something there about kindness, wisdom and understanding? Maybe that's the next verse. But it talks about that's what God is and that's, we want to have that family resemblance. We want to look like each other. We want to start to sound how God would sound if he was talking to people. Yeah. As Christians, and we spend more time in God's presence, we become more like Him. Uh, Acts 4.13, people said, oh, we can tell these disciples have been with Jesus because they were like Him. Yeah. And we spend time in God's Word. We know Him and we know what He likes. And we want to bring Him pleasure. Again, we do this in our relationships. I bring Steve Cherry Rice because I know him and I know that that will bless him. He brings me good coffee. <laughs> he, he persevered and let us stay up really late to watch some penguins and then he drove for two and a half hours and we got home at one o'clock in the morning because he knew I really, really wanted to see penguins. <laughs> so we do that. We want to bring pleasure because we know what that other person is wanting and what gives them pleasure. So how do we do this? John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. So you want to sound like Him. You want to sound like the Word of God. You want to be life-giving, encouraging, yeah. holding. We know His character. We want to be more like Him. And when we get to know someone, we won't believe lies about them. You could tell me, come and say, I saw Stephen. He was yelling at someone and having a temper tantrum and you know, blah, 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 doing all this, being really mean to them, and I would go, no, that did not happen because I know him so well, yeah. and he would never do that because I know him, I've known him for over 30 years, and I know his character. You could come to me and say, I was in the shops, and I saw Stephen, he had no shoes on, and I would say, I absolutely yeah. believe you, because that happens all the time, including yesterday. <laughs> Tell me that you saw Lotta in the shops without shoes, and I'd go, no, I don't think because I know them and I know what they're like but Satan, he lies about God and his plans and purpose for us, we don't want to be deceived by him and his character and we want to know God's character so we know his plans and purposes when we're born into a family, we get benefits from that our kids, they get the name Mom, and that comes with privileges and blessing they have access to a fridge a very well-stocked fridge, and they freely 
come and go and empty that and magically just reappears and we eat more food in it. Their clothes miraculously reappear clean every day. They get chauffeured around for at least 18 years of their life. Talk about luxury. But as Spider-Man says, with great power comes great responsibility. So part of being in the family means that you help around the house. When we have guests coming, they prepare the environment and the food and bless people so that they feel comfortable and have a lovely time. And then hopefully contribute financially as they're getting a little bit older. Our family of God, we're the same. We contribute financially. We serve in the house of God because we made it, want to make a beautiful atmosphere so others can feel part of this and they can experience the incredible, awesome love of God and his richness and blessing that we have. That's why full immersion in water baptism is so important. It's where we get the family name. As we are baptised, we come up into the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Ghost, which is Lord Jesus Christ. It's your family name. It's Lord Jesus Christ over you. Yeah, and that name carries weight yeah. and authority. Yeah. It comes with power. Yeah. And the power in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And the word says, at his name, demons will flee. We use the power of the name. I've said to my kids before, you know, you're the Mars. If you go in and they don't let you do that, you just say, Nicole Mara is my mum or whatever. <laughs> I've had situations in church with Pastor John Finkelder. He was my Boston pastor or with Pastor Jace. And they're saying, ring up, say blah, blah, blah. And if they're not interested, say, I'm from Pastor John's church. And they're, oh, yes, yes. What can we do to help you, Nicole? I use this, I said to John, I used your name in vain again last week. Got, got what I need. Because there's power in the name. Yeah. 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 You can't just come and walk in and get into my fridge, but if you're a mark, you can. <laughs> because I carry the name of Jesus, there are family privileges that come with that. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to have a look at that because we need to know who we are, what our I am is. I've got a little poster that some of you might like to take home. You pop your hand up while we're reading this. I love the ushers can give you one of those to take home. Let's have a look at these. They've got all the verses here. If you want these, again, email me. Say email. Email. Email me and I will send them to you. I am the salt of the earth. These are for you as well, not just me. I am the light of the world. I am commissioned to make disciples. I am a child of God. I have eternal life. I have been given peace. I am part of the true vine, a channel of Christ's life. I am clean. I am Christ's friend. I am chosen and appointed by Christ to bear his fruit. I have been given glory. I am justified, completely forgiven and made righteous. I am free from sin and enslaved to God. I am free forever from condemnation. I am a son of God. God is spiritually my father. Let's get excited, people. I am a joint heir with Christ, sharing his inheritance with him. I am more than a conqueror through Christ who loves me. I have faith. I have been sanctified and called to holiness. I've been given the mind of Christ. Hallelujah. I am called. I'm a member of Christ's body. I am victorious through Jesus Christ. I'm a new creation. I'm reconciled to God and I'm a minister of reconciliation. I am righteous. I'm an heir of God since I'm a son of God. I am a saint. I've been blessed with every spiritual blessing. I'm seated in Christ in heaven. I am God's workmanship, his handiwork, born anew in Christ to do his work. Yeah. I'm a fellow citizen with the rest of God's family. I'm righteous and holy. 
I'm chosen of God. I'm a child of the light, not of darkness. I have been given a spirit of power, love, and self-discipline. I have been saved and set apart according to God's doing. I'm a holy partaker of a heavenly calling. I have the right to come boldly before the throne of God to find mercy and grace in time of need. I have been born again. I'm one of God's living stones being built up in Christ as a spiritual house. They just go on Keep and on. on. I'm loved. I'm like Christ. I'm born of God. I am redeemed. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Thank you. Wow. So how do we come into this? Some things automatically happen. We get born again and boom. These things are automatically ours, our inheritance. And they happen. But... Some things we need to walk in and they develop as we live life and become more like Christ. We need to activate it like we do an inheritance. So, one day when I die, Lockie is going to be devastated. <laughs> After months of mourning, feel like he's never going to recover from such an extraordinary loss. He's reminded that he has an inheritance. You know, I've worked for many years, there's a house, there's some personal items. They belong to my children and are theirs. But if Lockie doesn't go to the lawyer or the bank or the estate agent managing the estate, if he does nothing, he will have nothing. He could be living like a pauper, a homeless person with no roof over his head and nothing, no food to eat and say, I have an inheritance. Well, that's no good to anyone, is it? He needs to sign the papers, take what is his, take possession of it, Use it wisely, be a good steward with it. So what has God given you? He's given you an incredible inheritance of freedom, joy, wisdom, the mind of Christ. But we need to be proactive. We need to study the word of God, pray and spend time with God so he can tell you what to do and how to live your life. Learn his word. Speak it over your life. All these things that we're saying, we need to speak them over our life. And as a child grows and is able to do more in the natural, we need to grow spiritually and get stronger and have more ability. So an example, if you battle with fear, you read the scriptures, what does it say? God did not give you a spirit of fear, but love, power and sound mind. When the enemy is taunting you with fearful and anxious thoughts, read his word. Speak it out loud because faith comes by hearing the word of God. He may reveal some other scriptures for you to stand on to overcome this. And maybe he'll suggest to you, well, you need to ask such and such to pray for you. Or he might encourage you to share that burden with a safe person. Maybe he'll direct you to a connect group or a study group or a course where you'll grow and learn how to overcome. Now we don't automatically overcome. It says we're overcomers. But you have to actually have a battle to win to yeah. be an overcomer. Yeah, that's right. Some challenges, unfortunately, so we can be victorious. Because they stretch us and they increase our capacity. And it's very uncomfortable, unfortunately. But we have the strength of God within us to do this. That's right. Not relying on our own strength. We have the power of Jesus Christ within us. Yep. The same power that raised his lifeless body from the dead. Yeah. That is within us. Just like Jesus knew his purpose, knew who he was, whose he was, where he came from and where he was going, so can we. We are new creatures in Christ, born into a new life with him. We're going to heaven, but we're going to grow more and more like him along the way and bring others along with him. 
We are heirs with him, victorious overcomers, shining bright what Jesus has done within us, walking in his inheritance in this earth and into the future. The Spirit of the Lord is on us and is empowering us. He's anointed us to proclaim the good news, to bring freedom for the prisoners, bring sight to the blind, and set the oppressed free. And we don't do all of this just for ourselves. How we live our lives affects our family, what they see modelled to them. It allows us to shine brightly and stand out in our community as people see something different in us and want to know what it is. And this is how we reach the world around us. Mm. We've had so many situations recently where people that don't know Christ have just said things like, I'm a hairdresser, said, mm, it's a good week this week, all you church girls are coming and I love it. I just feel really good when you're all here. I'm like, I don't know why that is, but it's just something that she sensed. And when there was an issue with a, a family situation, I was the one person that she shared and I was able to help her. And then my mum saw her and like she said, you have no idea how much Nicole has been able to help and support our family. She's not Christian yet, but she knew where to go, yeah. who would be able to help in time of trouble. Yeah, wow. We were at a morning tea that we put on for one of the local primary schools and uh, we set up all the food and the teachers were there and this lady came over to Laura and to me and she said, are you ladies Christians? We said, oh yes we are. And she said, I could just tell. It was just like this yeah. light shining. I think it was more Laura than me, but you know, <laughs> I was next to her, so it was reflecting. But there is something about, there's something that Jesus shines through us yeah. and people can see the difference. We live the life to the full that God gives us and as we grow in that, we share it and we invite others to experience this as well. It absolutely thrills me to think of the power of Jesus Christ. And even more so that that same power that flowed through him when he walked on this earth now flows through you and me. To empower us to do the same works he did. In fact, he prophesied that we would even do greater works in John 14, 12. Anytime that the devil tries to insinuate that you're not a serious threat to be feared, you need to rise up and remind him who lives inside you. I am and who you are. I am, and all those scriptures, all those promises, there's actually hundreds of them. I'd just like to pray with you guys now. But I'm so glad that you are the great I am, and that you have the power over every force in the universe. When you speak, demons tremble, sickness flees, Poverty is vanquished and your kingdom rules and reigns. Because you live inside me, your power is resident in me and ready to set me free from any force that tries to come against me. When I open my mouth and speak the word of God, every power that attempts to defy his word is punched backwards and shaken till it staggers, stumbles and falls to the ground. When my mouth gets into agreement with God's word, I see his power unleashed against the forces that try to come against me. I declare this in faith, in Jesus' name. 
Thanks so much for joining us today on this podcast. We encourage you to let this word further help you live and share the life to the full that Jesus gives. If you want to check out more of our upcoming events, service times, locations, or to give online, head to c3hh.com.au forward slash give.